Did you like the uh, the the dick toss scene? <sighs> Things you don't think you're gonna hear in your adult life. Did you like the dick toss scene? He is a Harry Potter Gringotts guy that his magic wand bullshit. Bork, 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 get off my lawn. I'm gonna casually just pull your head off. I like that. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Who hasn't used deep fried batter in their sexual escapades? Slow motion phalluses floating through the air. My feet started to sweat, and I don't even know what that means. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks. And I would like to welcome our new president-elect, Mr. Trump. I'm going to be calling him Mr. Trump because he has not actually been uh, sworn in yet for this little opening. No, it's not going to be a funny opening. I'm going to give you a little bit of a piece of my mind here. And uh, then we're going to get into talking about movies, but I thought we should address this uh, election. And I would like, uh, if you're like me, and I believe since you're listening to a podcast, most of you probably are, the person I voted for in this election didn't win. As a general third-party voter, that's a, as I have been for, oh boy, over a decade now, you get used to losing. And I just wanted to offer my... (laughs) Advice to those uh, who might be used to winning occasionally. If your candidate uh, lost the election, then I encourage you to welcome the new president and kind of try and let the campaign promises slide because, in my opinion, they almost never do what they campaign on. It's just lies to get elected, and then they run amok. We will judge this one. Uh, the same way that we've judged the last one, meet the old boss, uh, the new boss, the same as the old boss, and when they actually start doing things, we will judge them on that. If uh, your candidate did win, then I encourage you to write down and remember every single promise that they made on the campaign trail. That way when they, or the usual suspects, bring it up the next election, the exact same topics that they did not fix this last time, that you take it to heart and see if they actually tried to fix any of these things or if they're just spouting off nonsense to get your vote. Um, I think that's about all I'm going to say about that. Uh, uh, President-elect Trump does not have any record pretty much to stand on as far as political office because he's not a pol- politician or a voting record. So let's just kind of... I don't want to say forget everything he said on the campaign trail because he said some pretty offensive shit, but let's just... What's show me? What are you gonna do? Wait and see. Let's see. Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do the things you said, or are you just gonna be a lame duck? I guess we're, we'll we'll all find out together, and uh, let's just try and move forward. And I'm Eric Marner, and I'm Eugene Weaver. And how are we tonight? I'm good. Good. Glad to be glad to be talking movies finally. Uh, yep. Not just because of the election, but because there was a week long break there where our listeners got to uh, have a good old fashioned dose of old school movie freaks. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't looked. I wonder if anybody actually listened yeah. to it. <laughs> the lo-fi version. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know what's funny is that there are podcasts out there that I hear promoted all the time that I've gone and listened to. And I can't listen to even five minutes of it because the audio quality is like yep. two, two answering machines talking to each other, which was <laughs> ten times worse than that even that episode 18 I put up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and seriously, like listening to it again a little bit, I'm like, you know, it's – yeah, you can tell we our audio is better. But I'm like, I've listened to a lot worse than that. 
as have so, I. But uh, yeah, at least we're better now, kind of maybe. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Uh, I think it's it's at least tolerable, our quality. It's got to be. It's a hell of a lot better than some bigger podcasts that will go remain remain nameless. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, there's something else. I don't know. I'm, I'm still on Canadian Hunter. What are you up? What are you up to? Oh, yes. Um, okay, so I am on to Old Smuggler. Ew. Is that any... It's... Good. It's it is yeah I mean it's it's right in line with uh, Clan McGregor it's about a twelve dollar bottle something like that um, and they tout it as being a you know I'm looking at the it's the same old shit yeah Sc- Scotch with a history you see uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just looking here yeah looking for the history old, yeah and it's no it's just a generic bottle that yeah it could honestly it could just say twelve dollar Scotch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> white label black lettering yes but honestly like this bottle here uh i'm also uh working on a bottle of um oh uh i talked about it on one of our previous shows and it's more of like a 20 dollar bottle oh. and this is better than that stuff uh oh wow what is it oh what is that like is it like doers or something no um but it's like it's competition for doers doers is better uh, I don't like doers. I know a lot of people love it. Yeah, a lot of people like that. I don't. I don't care. For okay, that. well, it's it tastes like doers. It's like that. But this, I would take this any day over that. So I, I've been dabbling a little bit with a little bit more expensive stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? That Clan McGregor type price point. I like the way this stuff tastes. It's good. It makes me happy. Sweet. All right, well, uh, let's get on to the roulette, where we dive into the ocean of Netflix and try and find those gems. And last episode, or episode before last, it was to be... I can never get this right. Takai or Takai? Takai. I think it's, he's pronounced Takai. Takai. Yes. Uh, against three, The Ritual. And I am up first. I'm going to try and move us along pretty quick this evening, because I don't know about you, but I am exhausted. The election last night completely kicked my ass, and... Yeah. No, me too. <laughs> me Social too, sir. media is a wasteland today. An yeah, absolute wasteland. Yeah, I'm um, running on. I'm running on two and a half hours of sleep. So I. <laughs> yep, I know what you mean. Well, well, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because it was awesome. Uh, mm. Like George Takei or Takai. Sorry, I don't know Takei. I whatever. Uh, I I thought about halfway through. I was like, this this thing's a little scatterbrained because. He talks a little bit about Star Trek, then it's gay rights, and then it's his life growing up, and uh, then it's this, and then back and forth, and then I realized, well, duh, that's what the documentary is. It's about, this is George Takei. Uh, And it was completely fascinating on every level for every aspect of everything that he was talking about. He's a a totally unique and and, uh, interesting individual, and... I was totally entertained by it. I would put this in the upper tier, I guess, of Star Trek docs, but it's not really a doc about Star Trek. There's some Star Trek in it, but it's just totally entertaining. You'll definitely get a kick out of it. Um, it was funny and heartwarming. It was great. I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, out of like out of the entire runtime, how much was dedicated to actual Star Trek talk? Like half of it, third of it, a third of it, I'd say. Okay. Uh, but it's just all about the man, and it his life is intertwined with Star Trek, so they kept coming back around to it. It it worked great. There was more than enough Star Trek in there to keep me happy, and yeah. there will be for you too. 
It's a good movie. You know, it's cool that um, like I, I always considered him like his Sulo to be kind of a you know, a secondary character, but it's almost like he is he's close to being Shatner level at this point in his life. Like he is a big prominent public figure now, and I think that's really cool that. You know, there's some other ones on the original show that had more prominent roles on that, and but they don't. You don't hear much about them either. They're deceased, or you just don't hear much about them. But it's cool that he's just he's a funny guy, and he's just constantly like he's all over Facebook all the time with funny stuff. They they address that. That's that's his new thing, or more more recent. Uh, venture and yep. they address it and they talk about it and oh, it's hilarious. Cool. They yeah. also interview pretty much every surviving member of the original cast of Star Trek, I think. Shatner Ooh. and everybody. They at least get little bits in there. And I believe that it was him and Shatner that really that butted heads on the show and the movies then, but do they address that at all? Or Yeah, ah. but it's, there's still some vagaries in there as to where they end up. I, I, oh. don't, I don't want to spoil anything. It's interesting. You're still kind of like, hmm, now... uh so they don't hate each other, but they do, or it's, you'll like it. Okay. Awesome. I've, that was, yeah, it was kind of one of those, there's almost no way that's not going to be at least somewhat enjoyable. It was good. I had a lot of fun watching it. Good. Uh, three, the ritual. Okay. Hey, nope. Another Netflix dud. Uh, <laughs> um, surprise, something mm. about a girl. That goes into a dream state to save her sick sister from a priest. Uh, it's been two s- weeks and you don't even remember the movie now, do you? Or something. Uh, not really. Um, it's a, uh, hey, th- this is going to be a change. It's pretty because it's shot in HD and it's got ominous music. Um, and then it's set to a nonsensical story that's trying to mask low budgetry by adding uh, filters in the editing and, um, yeah, one star for pretty HD shots. This movie, this, it has no reason to exist. Uh, it, I think I kind of see what they were going for, which is maybe, um, was it Cell? Was that what it was called with Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. and uh, Jennifer Lopez? I, I think maybe they were trying to go for a little something like that, but they were trying to make a very artsy type movie. Um, but it comes off as, nonsensical and i i'm totally cool with movies that are either hard to follow or don't make quite a whole lot of sense but this one here to me it felt like we're trying we're going above and beyond trying to we have a we have a cool camera so let's just shoot a lot of pretty shots of the forest and um Uh, i just love how you're like the forest and that over there and yeah and oh here here's a filter because the sunset and the clouds uh uh-huh moon maybe ominous moon and and like so many of these there is a nugget of a good idea in here and this would have probably made a really fascinating cool little 10 15 minutes short uh because it there is some stuff of going into a dream state to try to I, I rescue the sister or something like that. And I'm, but it goes nowhere for so long. And then the end at the, of course, this is one of those where by the end, you just, you simply don't care. You just want it to be done. Um, but uh, I'm going to get in. Uh, we've, I've talked about this type of thing ad nauseum at this point, but I am still a firm believer in 35 millimeter. And I have, gotten to the point where it's hard for me to watch some of these HD movies because yeah, they look great. They, 
that's a great looking high definition image, but it looks fake. Like I'm like, well, this... if it makes it, if it makes it look like a soap opera, then yeah, it pulls you out of it. But if it, yeah, and there this are does. some there are some that shoot on HD and they look fine. They look yeah, there cinematic. is cinematic. Yeah, and even all the way back to uh, Miami Vice. You remember that one? That was shot with with HD cameras. Yeah, and but I, that but looks good. I, I was that just looks thinking cool. About I know today, and yeah. I'm I'm sorry, I'm a defender of that movie. That's a cool movie. Yeah, so there are instances where it works, but it's almost like, okay, you got your handy cam, whatever, and again, you have some editing program on your computer, and you got five actors. Eh, it's the same old thing. Yeah, been there, <laughs> so, done that. Okay, yep. let's let's move on then. We yeah. don't need to spend time on that. Uh, my turn to go first. Sorry, I the the guy on the fucking crotch rocket is back outside my house again, tearing up and down the street. Up and down the state route, actually. Because it's nice and warm outside on this beautiful... Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's got to be going 90 on a... Oh. <laughs> Look twice, save a life. Um, okay, first up for you, Collective Unconscious. In this anthology, five directors mm-hmm. present stylized dramatizations of one another's dreams from a suicidal Grim Reaper to a gym teacher in a volcano. Hmm. Come on. Uh, your documentary, The Confessions of Thomas Quick. This documentary tells the story of Sweden's most infamous serial killer, who confessed to more than 30 murders before recanting everything. And lastly, your horror movie, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, a nervous nurse who scares easily, finds herself caring for an ailing horror novelist while living in a house with a hidden secrets. Uh, bonus, this is a Netflix original film. Yep, so, I saw that. Yeah, uh, not just another ghosty thing. Might might actually be worth a damn. Maybe, maybe. Uh, okay. Over okay. So first up for you, um, uh, the reason I threw this one back on the roulette was honestly was because of this whole election mumbo jumbo. I'm like, you know, let's here's your here's your pro- possible feel good movie of the bunch, and that is Mascots again. Uh, Christopher Guest, uh, look into the world of competitive mascots. I can't imagine it's not going to be funny because the trailer, I thought the trailer was hysterical and I like uh, Christopher Guest's movies. So that one gets thrown back on the roulette for you. Cool. Oh, then next up, because I just, uh, I've been, it seems like there's just been not a whole lot of great stuff popping up on Netflix, new stuff. Um, Next up is a documentary that I I can't imagine it's not going to be good, but it might be pretty heavy stuff, and that's The Ivory Game from 2016. Uh, This one might be a Netflix – it is. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. It is. Uh, Wildlife activists' uh, intake on poachers in an effort to end illegal ivory trade in Africa. Regardless if you watch it or not, eventually that's one that I definitely want to uh, see. I went straight on the queue. Yep. And last but not least is uh, one that, again, I think sounds and looks incredible is Werner Herzog's newest movie. This guy just pumps out the movies. Wow. Um, is uh, Into the Fer- into the Inferno, an exploration of active volcanoes around the world. That just sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that – is that another Netflix original? Possibly. Yeah, it is another. So you got two. Boy, there are three movies on the roulette tonight that are Netflix originals. Interesting. Cool. So there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Herzog one into the Into the Inferno. Nice. 
And the Ivory game was went on my queue immediately uh, when it hit Netflix. I was like, I'll, I'll check that out sometime. But yeah, eh, I've got enough heavy right now. I'm good on that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go. Yeah, with Herzog. Okay. Um, okay, for me. Um, uh, shit. Well, you know what I'm going to take more than likely. Uh, I, I'm the pretty something 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 house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Netflix original, so let's just go with two, a double Netflix original and see what happens. Um, I wish you the best. Yeah, you never know. I mean, at the very least, well, yeah, at the very least, it might suck. <laughs> HD, slickly shot, five actors in one house. And- yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> Although the because it's a Netflix original, I'm hoping for at least something maybe a little different or something a bit unique because it seems like they are really trying to... Even if there was a movie that I don't much care for, like Ark, I didn't as much care for, but that was still, I, I appreciate the fact that that was better than a sci-fi original garbage. Or one of these HD slickly shot things that you're always watching on the roulette. Yes. <laughs> so here we go. Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, I also wanted to tease for next episode. We're going to take a round and do the voodoo with ads, the new voodoo with ads thing for the next. Yes. Round? Okay. Yeah. So we'll watch these on Netflix and then next episode will show up with uh yeah that and uh hmm, i could be wrong you might be able to just search these things out but while you're looking for those movies try and write down what category they're in like you have to go under subcategories to get to these movies like action horror whatever however you okay. get to it try and write that down as a side note and so it makes it a little easier to find okay just in case but yeah voodoo now has uh for those that don't know uh, movies free on us. They just have a couple of ads you have to watch, I guess, or something. I don't know, something like Crackle set up. But that, hey, I'm always down for legal and free. Yeah, and and honestly, the commercials because I watched Area Four, uh, Area Fifty One again, and the commercials they're not that frequent and they don't last that long. And it's like it adds maybe not barely ten minutes to the runtime, and it's like you said, it's free, it's legal, it's HD. I'm happy. Yep, I still hit up Crackle and Shout Factory apps on Roku, and I don't care that I have to watch a commercial every now and then, because it's free. Yeah. Okay, so the next episode will be Into the Inferno, up against I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. And that's it for the roulette. (sighs) Well, we hustled through that pretty decently well. Now, let's get on to wrapping up Horror-thon October eh, 2016. This is part five. It is, and you uh, you may have won. And here come the sirens again. My <laughs> God. This town is on fire tonight, I guess. Uh, we left off last episode with from, uh, what are, from Whisper to a Scream, and you did the Evil Dead remake. That's where we mm-hmm. left off, and the score was 28 to 31 and a half. Because you quit a movie halfway through. Ah, damn it. I did, didn't I? Yes, uh, you did. <laughs> what, actually, what was that movie? I don't even remember. I, that's how bad it was. Scream, oh, bloody wait, murder. Scream, scream, bloody murder. Yep. <laughs> I can't imagine that wasn't a gem in the. Uh, yeah, it's man. something. <laughs> okay, okay. So I guess I get to go first. First up for me is another Eugene donation: The Beast Within. Ah, oh, what a strange movie this is, and it's hard to describe because it was hard to pay attention for the first half. I was watching it in the background while I'm doing other things, and it was like. I appreciate it and everything. It's cool. But at the same time, 
after a month, I, I genre, I'm a genre hopper. I jump all over the place all the time. I'll get into my little grooves for a week or two, maybe, but a whole month of horror by, by the end, this is number 29 in a month. I'm getting burnt out. So I'm yeah. distracting myself and reading comics, but let's just, I, I'm going to try and get these down to some short reviews. Basically, a guy I thought was turning into a werewolf, but I guess is being possessed by some other dead guy and is coming back sort of Freddy style to take care of the people that killed him or something. But at any rate, then he does a lot of morphing and crazy, oozy, gory nonsense that was awesome. Uh, it got really cool in the third act, but it took a damn long time to kind of get going. Once it did, it was pretty okay. I give that one a passing thumbs up. I enjoyed it, but it's probably kind of a one and done. Or maybe one that, you know, a decade down the road, I'm like, oh yeah, I seem to recall that being okay and a giant head kind of blowing yes, up with ooze yes. and stuff. So I, I enjoyed the prosthetic effects and everything very much but storyline it was like what huh oh some guy did something yeah. some okay whatever well, ronnie cox is in it though yeah total, re yes. total recall and uh robocop robocop yeah. yep i really liked the uh one effects gag that they had in that where it was in the uh, jail cell towards the end and the creature just slowly pulls the guy's head off you remember that yes and it's like a slow like hey your head funk, and it's kind of done not in slow motion but just just casually, I'm gonna casually just just pull your head off. Yeah, I like that. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, up to you. Okay. Um, so I've already discussed briefly. Uh, Lionsgate has now jumped into the limited edition Blu-ray realm that is so prevalent right now, which I I I love. I'm not gonna spend too much time on my love of that, but. There are so many studios that are now doing that. Vinegar Syndrome, uh, Code Red, Arrow, Scream Factory. All of these have gotten into the very limited run collectible type Blu-rays. And Lionsgate has now jumped into that finally because Lionsgate has got a treasure trove of old school sci-fi horror fantasy type stuff. Uh, and so they've put out this new Vestron video line of Blu-rays. And have you, you remember? I, I seemed, I immediately conjured in my mind a VHS tape, uh, logo. Mm -hmm. So they're really playing that up. And these are limited runs. It's the Vestron video line. And the, uh, there was three of them. You watched one of them, which was, uh, the very first one was Chopping Mall. Oh. Uh, and then the second one was Blood Diner, the official American release. And then, um, Waxwork parts one and two. It's a double feature, Waxwork part one and two. And so, uh, next up for me is Waxwork. And this is the Vestron video, uh, Blu-ray. And I will say this. They are obviously very much trying to emulate what Scream Factory and Arrow specifically have done with their special features. Uh, and I love that. Sometimes the like hour, hour and a half long, uh, Basically, retrospectives of these are every bit as good as the movies themselves, and they almost elevate the movie. If the movie is good, or you know, yeah, it's, that's good, then you watch one of these retrospectives, and it makes the movie even better because it you can see just how much went into making this very low budget movie. I got instead you. of yeah, instead of like okay, we've got a slick HD camera. It was like <laughs> no, we have thirty five millimeter film and a shoestring budget and a whole bunch of cast and crew, and we got to make this thing work with this very low budget and first time director and all that stuff when that is wax work. And I have watched this movie 
countless times on VHS. This is one that then, I've passed by many a time. What's it about? I don't even oh, know. This is now this one here is this is a very much you movie because it's a lot more there's a big fantasy element to this. It's not just a straight up splattery horror movie. It's a lot more fantasy. Basically, there's this uh waxwork museum and the exhibits in the waxwork, it's a horror you know, horror-themed waxwork. So you got the Phantom of the Opera, maybe, or vampires, or mummies, werewolves, whatever. And there's this deal where basically all of the waxwork figures in there are actual real people that got pushed into the that universe where what you see well, there in the waxwork. Wasn't there the, a remake of with the? We went and saw a remake of of, of some wax museum movie. Hmm. Well, oh, no, no. Um, yeah, that's uh, House of Wax. Is that not the same kind of premise, though? They were real people? Uh, yes, it is. But this one here has the more fantasy element to where – so if there's a scene of a of a mummy, uh, if you get pushed into that exhibit, you are now literally back in ancient Egypt fending yourself off against a mummy. And if you lose, boom, you are now a wax figure in this waxing museum, and it plays out like that. If that makes sense. So yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, it's it's actually it's very cool. Anthony Hickox directed this movie, and he has a lot of uh, a lot of other old school eighties ish type movies under his belt. Uh, Hellraiser three, Waxwork two. Uh, he directed the sequel to Warlock, the Warlock, the Armageddon, and uh, this one here is uh, it's a it's a blast. I love this movie. It has some good comedy. It totally feels like that. It's got that '80s feel to it, and great special effects. And uh, it's, what about uh, the sequel? Did you watch the sequel next? Oh, that's coming up. Yep. <laughs> well, you want to just do a double header? Go, okay. Go for yeah. It. So then after that, I watched uh, Waxwork Part Two, which stars Bruce Campbell. Actually, um, like star stars, or he just happens to be in it. <laughs> he's in one of the. He's in one of the segments. Waxwork Two, uh, instead of the more gory splattery stuff of waxwork they go a little bit more sci-fi and uh action science fiction in the sequel and um his segment is really funny and this was i guess him right before uh bruce campbell shot uh army of darkness he did a bit part in waxwork too and his his bit is by far the funniest part of the whole movie it's it's very much an ash from evil dead but transposed into waxwork part two so it's really cool but the movie itself is not near as good as the first one but it's still very enjoyable especially if you go in thinking i think i've watched it several times and i the first time i saw it i'm like ah this isn't waxwork this is way more adventure sci-fi-ish and waxwork one was more gory horror uh but watching it again there's some great stuff in there it runs a little too long but there is a fantastic segment of an, a riff on uh, Alien slash 2001 A Space Odyssey that is the highlight of the movie to me. But <laughs> So part two is a little more Beastmaster when you want it to be a little more gory. Yes. Yeah, I gotcha. Yes. But it's yep. still kind of like fun in that goofy sort of way. Oh, yes. And there, there's no way that you wouldn't dig these movies. Zach Gall- uh, uh, Galligan is in this, which he was in. I think he was in Gremlins, right? Yes, he was in Gremlins and Gremlins the sequel. Oh, the main the main kid. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but they're good, and and the again the it's like an hour and a half long, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, making of 
of Waxwork 1 and 2, it covers so much stuff. And it just it's so fascinating how the, these movies used to get greenlit and made versus how things are made now. And it was it's good purchase. I'm really glad to own those on Blu-ray now. Cool. Okay, over to me. And uh, Prom Night. Now, this is one that you have uh, brought up quite a bit. And I have heard a lot of high praise from my horror friends online with Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's a slasher movie. Somewhere in there, towards the end, it's a slasher movie. Um, yep. <laughs> and they, there were some good, fun, and funny moments throughout this movie, especially the van and the kid in the van. That was all my favorite stuff oh, of yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> uh, but but overall, I definitely didn't like it as much as you. But this is my first time watching it. I didn't grow mm. up with it. I probably would feel a lot differently if I had watched this uh, a bunch of different times. But as it is, it's just sort of like fairly standard fare slasher uh, stuff for me, just Americanized. There's something about the when the Italians do it and then their dubbing is all bad and they have the random weirdness here and there that just gives it that charm. I didn't dislike this movie. I just, it was fairly standard. And this is number 30 for the month, so I'm winding down like, yeah. come on, let's be done with this. Um, and I'll go ahead and give you, I have one last one. I'll just doubleheader that one. Okay. Uh, the Dead Room. This was a mm. uh, Netflix movie. Uh, not a Netflix original, but uh, one of the roulettes that you had that you had gave a thumbs up. And the reason that I picked this one over the other Blu-ray that we'll probably get around to talking tonight that 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 you gave me was because of runtime. And that uh, wasn't the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dead Room was fine. It was it was okay. It had some interesting ideas. It was short, like hour 18. So that's why it won out. It was like, it's yeah. literally October 31st and I have one to go. I have to watch something. This yeah. is the shortest thing there is. It was okay. This was the New Zealandy thing where, uh, the one room in the house, uh, paranormal investigators go into investigate what's wrong with this house and yep. the one room in the house that nothing happens. You're safe in there, but outside of that, you're not. And, um, they, they had some good ideas, but, but uh, I don't know. I, it was, it was a fine movie. I didn't regret watching it. it had some good, scary kind of shit in it. And, uh, but once they got kind of the third act and presented the one kind of reveal, I was like, Oh, okay. Now I know where everything else is going. I know exactly how the rest of this is going to play out. And it exactly did that. <laughs> um, but that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, it, Definitely had a couple of good scares in it and creepy yeah. scenes. Well shot. I thought it was incredibly well shot. Definitely that. Definitely yes. very good to look at. Very yes. enjoyable to look at. It, it very much felt like a calling card for this director. Like he could possibly do something good with a nice size budget. Yep. I agree. Uh, that was it for the horror for me. I, I crossed the line at 31 and that was where I was. I, I could have probably squeezed in another one or two or... There was like actually five days or so in there where I didn't watch any uh, that yeah. I was dealing with other stuff at home where if I would have really buckled down, I'm, I'm sure I could have got to 40, but whew, I just get Man. tired of one. And it doesn't matter what genre it is, horror, drama, whatever. I just, I get, I got to watch something else. Yeah. Um, I got gotcha. you. Back to you. Okay. Last but not least, you're going to get a kick out of this because this is one that you reviewed and it was a Blu-ray that I let you borrow. 
But I'm going to sell that one because I got the Vestron video version of that oh, now. okay. I was waiting for I'm going to sell it because I hate it, and I'm glad no, you recommended it to me. No, 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 no. That would be Blood Diner. I uh, I oh. found a used copy for cheap, and this is the Vestron video that has uh, great special features. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't pay a whole lot for that German import. I'm going to sell that because that's region-free, and I'm going to hang on to my Vestron video. Uh, same transfer, but an hour and a half practically long making of retrospective, which again is every bit as good as the movie itself. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the movie. You've talked about that before. Uh, the movie is just crazy. It's insane. Completely this movie. insane. Yeah. Uh, but th- th- what's interesting to this one is that an, uh, an Asian female made this movie, Jackie Kong, and uh, they, they interview her on the, on the retrospective and she does not give many interviews at all and she reminds me of a young james cameron for some reason uh very very sure of herself and my way or the highway when we're making this thing but the constraints that they were under to make that movie uh, and the fact that at this time in the 80s that that an asian female was making a very hardcore gross horror movie it's quite something who is um, questioning a director on this? Unless you think they're completely out of their mind. You saw the script, right? Yeah, I know. Like, it, it, what, what does that script even look like? Because I watched the movie and I don't even know what in the hell is going on. I swear yeah. this script had to have been scribbled down on a napkin that was simultaneously used to clean up batter and uh, <laughs> cum. That's what it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, but just the, the, the way that they like, there's a lot of doo-wop type music in this movie. How they secured the rights to those songs is interesting. Uh, the lead actor, one of the two brothers, the guy with the black hair, he was killed very shortly after this movie was made in a car accident and he was in a punk rock band. And it's just, there's these weird, fascinating details that make the movie all the weirder, I guess. Uh, but it's a, it's a, that movie is a blast. I always have a smile on my face. It's more comedy, I think, than horror because mm. it's not remotely scary. It's just plain weird. But that was what that was the capper of my uh, October horrorthon. Not a Halloweenish type movie, not a scary movie, but Blood Diner. <laughs> First they greet you, then they eat you. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Who hasn't used deep fried batter in their sexual escapades? That's all I want to know because I oh, mean, oh, that scene is so gross. Oh, it's like just <laughs> lathering her up and continually, and then hey, I'm gonna put your head She's in the like, deep yeah, fryer now if kinky. that's okay. Yeah, and then her head comes up a big uh, yeah. Anyway. And if you think that we're talking about the weirdest part of the movie, we're not. It's, that's, it's not. That's no. one minute of weirdness out of 90. It, yes. doesn't, it doesn't ever yeah. stop. The vagina with claws in the woman's stomach, that would be – that's up there. I, I don't even remember everything that's happened in this movie because I was having an apoplectic response to it. I thought I was stroking out half the time. <laughs> my one oh. eyeball was constantly looking at the back of my skull. All the while, doo-wop music is playing in the background. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love you, man. Yeah, well, about halfway through, I was like, this is the weirdest Grease sequel I've ever seen. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I guess that's going to wrap up the horror for this year. You had 34 and a half, and I had 31. Not, a, I mean, we crossed the finish line, not with... Uh, Giant, huge gold stars like you did last year with, I don't know, would you have 175 or something I, like that? Something was, crazy <laughs> like that, yeah. yeah. 
And I'm sure you'll go into your November, December, right. January, February, March, April, May, June, and horror cons yeah. while I continue to <laughs> watch movies from all over the uh, genre yeah. spectrum. Yeah, actually, I'm looking over what movies I have to talk about after this, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it's we're not done. Horror. You know, we're not done with horror. I, I, I may have yeah. crossed the finish line, but I had to watch the. Let's move on to the recently watched because yeah. uh, we we had a little bit of time yet. I want I, I want to wrap it up a little early tonight because I'm so exhausted. Um, but there are there are a couple that I definitely want to talk about with you. Um, okay. One was the the very last Blu-ray that you gave me for horror th- movie whatever that I, I just didn't get around to it because of the length of the movie. It was hour 40 street trash. Yeah. And while there were a few misses in that last stack that you gave me, not horrible misses, but just somewhere I'm like, yeah, all right, I got it. Um, street trash was not that one. <laughs> in fact, I, I, while I was watching it, I was like, son of a bitch. Why didn't I watch this instead of, a, B, or C. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't regret watching any of this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a very 80s, 80s movie in which a lot of very dirty, dirty people, I don't mean dirty like kind of sexy dirty, I mean dirty like, no, they literally have dirt on them. Um, <laughs> the world is some sort of strange... Every, uh, how do you even explain this shit? Uh, it's... Not post-apocalyptic, but it's sort of like a sad, sad, like Looper, where there's more poor than there are people with jobs, I guess. Yeah, yes. So there's a lot of people always constantly hanging out in the streets. Well, these people are very filthy and just doing random crap. They are street trash. And uh, a liquor store owner finds some strange case of booze in the back of his store and, well, might as well sell it. Like, I don't mean, oh, I forgot this was here. I mean, like, prize open from Prohibition era. Viper alcohol and just start oh, selling yeah. these fifth. Everybody that drinks it, they just kind of gurgle up and explode and, and melt. <laughs> and that's not the overarching theme of the movie. There, no, it's not. That's it's, kind of a secondary yeah, aspect yeah. of. The- there's, there's lots of other uh, middling themes and ideas and arcs going on, but every now and then somebody, oh, you got some Viper, all right? Yeah, on the hatch, oh. bubble up purple and explode. Yeah, I was gonna say purple. The, the the that color specifically is a prominent in this movie when you explode or melt or whatever. It's oh, this neony, purpley, pussy grossness. <laughs> I it was it was hilarious and baffling all at the same time. I it to- was the best movie that Troma never made. Yes. Yeah, it was like a fa- if somebody from Troma really had some skill. That's what yes, it did remind yeah. me of Troma. But the, with Troma movies, you're like, this is just awful. But this one actually had some talent somewhere. I'm not sure where, but yeah. How do you be that dirty for that long? Even as oh, actors, it just, it, they're, they're just so gross. Anyway, yeah. Street trash. Thumbs up from me. Did you like the uh, the the dick toss scene? <sighs> <laughs> Things you don't think you're gonna hear in your adult oh. life. Do you like the dick toss scene? <laughs> Slow motion phalluses oh, floating through that, the air. And once again, that was not the weirdest thing that happened in this movie. <laughs> I watched a lot of weird shit this month. Um, a lot of horror, and I gotta say, looking over the list, almost nothing of it was scary. No. Except for my next movie. I just didn't happen to watch during October, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay. Back to you. Okay. Next up for me is um, – I want to talk a little bit about David Blaine, Real or Magic. 
This is the one and only movie that I watched while I was on my Disney vacation on uh, Netflix. I just, I didn't have time to watch movies, but I was able to squeeze this one in because it's only an hour long and what a gem of a movie. You can go onto our Facebook page and read my full review, but um, if you are at all into magic and or illusion, this is some of the best stuff I have ever seen. And there is something to be said about the David Copperfields of this world that are like huge grand illusions of making the Statue of Liberty vanish. Okay, I like the more street level, how the hell did he just do that type of stuff to where there is like the camera is in front of a deck of cards and poof, the cards turn into uh, whatever. The cards turn into Dolly Parton's tits. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say some penis, some dirty street trash just threw around. (laughs) Yeah. Something just uh, just so odd and random, and it's like, how did he do that? What makes David Blaine's uh, special so cool is that he gets a bunch of celebrities on there to he goes to their houses or whatever, and he does these magic tricks, and they, you know, maybe they're in on the trick, but to me, they seem genuinely stunned and like, how did you just do that? Um, one in particular, George W. Bush was on one of his one of these where he does a card trick on him and you can tell like he he's instantly made liberties disappear. Poof. Yes. <laughs> Vanished. Quit with the politics already. Come yes. <laughs> uh, but it's really, really good. Uh, I, I don't know how this guy does it. If you watch this, if you can explain how these tricks are performed, I'll be surprised. But to me, this is straight up witchcrafty magic-y. He's, he is a... <laughs> Sorcerer. Whatever. Yeah, he is a Harry Potter Gringotts guy that his magic wand bullshit. There you go. <laughs> awesome. I'll definitely give that a watch. You should. You'll like it. Uh, as I, I, but I often tell you, dude, like if we, if we do a review for the Facebook page, let's, you know, just, I know. We don't necessarily have to talk about it on the show. I mean, you can mention it. That's okay, but we don't have to go so kind of in depth. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yep, gotcha. For my next review, Blair Witch, which I reviewed on the Facebook page. Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't help it. I have to talk to you about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was fake shit I was giving you, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, so you, I think you and me might be the only people on planet Earth that are fans of Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Yeah. And, and we did not come to that uh, opinion on first watch. I think it took a couple Till I finally came around and was like, you know what? I still kind of dig this. I know it's kind of bad, but it still kind of gets under my skin if you watch it with the right mindset. Yeah. And I really wanted to check out Blair Witch in the theater because I saw the Blair Witch Project in the theater way back in whatever the hell it came out. 99? 99, yep. Good year for movies. Um, a Revolutionary year for movies. That was Matrix, Fight Club. Yeah. That was good, good shit. Um, anyway... Uh, even knowing back with Blair Witch Project, knowing that it was fake. At first, everybody thought it was real. And then by the time I got around to watching it, everybody knew, okay, it's fake. And I went in knowing, this is fake. But even still, it still got under my skin. It was still effective. It was still scary. It set up this uh, a little bit of lore without giving you all the details on the lore. And yeah. then you go to Book of Shadows and it gives you a little bit more. Or that well, there's also this thing at uh, Standing Rock or whatever that you know. They added like oh, four yeah. different little sub stories of other instances with the witch. Then you go to Blair Witch, 
now however long down the road. And I wasn't terribly interested until I saw What's-His-Name was attached to direct. Um, Adam Wingard. And I didn't know anything about, like, the first trailer. I was like, oh, there's a Blair Witch thing. Yeah. Oh, it's him? Okay, shit, I'm in. Let's let's see this. And it, you know, it it's a Blair, it's a sequel to the first Blair Witch Project in a way that you can only understand after you watch it. Oh, yeah, I want to see this movie so bad. You have to see the theater. It was so loud at the Dollar Theater up there by you. You got to see yeah. it. Oh, but now you're not going to because it's showing at ten, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm an old. I'm an old man. <laughs> no, I completely understand that. Um, anyway, so much. It, it has some of the same faults that I have with the Blair Witch Project, and that some of the shaky cam is going to make you nauseous. And it shouldn't. It it wouldn't have to. Like you could do like okay shaky cam. But they're constantly zooming in while they're doing these handheld cameras, and that makes it ten times worse. You can't even tell what's going on. Yeah. But the original Blair Witch Project, the same thing, and the reason they do that is to keep you claustrophobic and uneven keel. You're constantly, like, clenching up and going, I can't see. What is it I'm trying to see? Is there something? Um, so he does that on purpose, and while it's annoying... That's what's giving you that feeling of anxiety is that not being able to fully figure out what's going on in the frame. He makes some really smart moves in the second act, which is to, uh, oh man, you thought the noises were scary when they were inside the tents at night in the first one. Oh yes. Oh, that was great. That was like Dolby 2.0 compared to what's going on in this movie. Cause the shit like steps over their tent like giants. Oh, nice. Like just skin crawling. It was terrifying. But he also, another trick that he employs that, uh, brilliantly is the noise is over there. It's over there. It's really loud. It's coming this way in the woods. Flash of something. What the fuck was that? And it's gone. Turn, run, scream. And you're like, I want to rewind this right now and see what the hell that was. But I can't because I'm watching it. In the, like you saw, yeah. like, you know, when I, if I rewind it and freeze frame it, I'm going to get to see a little bit of something terrifying. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the hell that thing was. And he does that for the rest of the movie. There are probably four or five instances where it happens. And it's absolutely pants shitting terrifying. At least it was for me because this, for some reason, this myth- mythology I buy into and it's... Just terrifying. Now, uh, then the third act is just absolutely nuts. They, they kind of give it a little bit away. They find the house again. It, it's in the trailer. Okay. No, okay. It is so damn scary and claustrophobic and horrifying. Like even guessing what was going to happen. I still was just completely unnerved sitting in my seat. I said it in the review, my feet started to sweat and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I should probably see a doctor, but at any rate, it, it was horrifying. Uh, it's not a perfect movie though. It, it has its flaws. Some of the shaky cam is kind of nauseating. Yeah. The first one did that. Um, the other thing that really bothered me is they, they had about four or five times. I'm guessing I'd have to watch it again to count for sure, but, Enough that I was like, enough of that already, where they did the fake scare thing where, what is that? Do you hear that? What is that noise? Everybody be quiet and listen. And then their buddy comes out of the bush and taps him on the shoulder and goes, hey. And uh. everybody, it's a big jump scary. Mo- they don't have a big noise in there, but, you know, like the bird. It's still one of those things where it's like, for fuck's sake, you're telling yeah. me this guy walked through the woods right up beside you and you didn't hear him? Bullshit. Like, yeah, bullshit. And then you have city folk doing completely stupid shit 
Like, why, no, why would you ever do that? And I often question that we're country. We grew up in the country. So there are certain yeah. things where you're like, it's just a different mentality. Um, but there are a couple of things that they do where you're just like, how dumb are you? You know, I don't know. All things being even, I guess I shouldn't say that because I have friends that grew up in nothing but city and they've come to my house to like party and spend the night. And they're like, I got to be honest with you. It really freaks me out to be at your house at nighttime. And it's like, I, I don't even really live in the sticks. Oh, yeah. you're, you're kidding. This is the sticks. I'm like, no, we're in the middle of Ohio. You got to go about three more hours to get to the sticks. We're yeah. not, you're not there yet. Like you could walk any direction for five minutes and get a house. That That's not the sticks. Okay. Uh, so I have run into some friends yeah. that, that have had that reaction and I got to respect it a little bit because I just, I'm unfamiliar with it. Uh, so, ah, eh, whatever. Uh, at any rate, I desperately want you to watch this movie because yeah. it, was, oh, it was fucking entertaining and I think only you could appreciate it as much yeah. as I do. Dude, what do you think about how it performed at the box office? Is it just the fact that the found footage subgenre is done? I'm because it didn't do good, and I, I was expecting that one to pull in maybe forty, fifty million dollars, and it didn't do that. It was I'm not even sure if it hit twenty. Yeah, but it was released at a stupid time, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was like April. Uh, no, it was a, like I think very end of. Uh, I don't very know. end of uh, early being the I don't commissioner know. of the fantasy movie league, I should know when the hell it came out. And I think it was even <laughs> my movie, but <laughs> I don't even remember. Was it end of August? I don't know. It was at a time where it was like, why, why are you doing, I don't know. Who knows, man, who can say with these things? Sometimes they come out and they're a smash and, uh, you know, maybe it repeated the original too much, but that third act was so crazy. And uh, I'll tell you this too. I did not understand every single thing that happened in this movie. And you will not either. They give you like, uh, with Book of Shadows, they just reference enough from that movie to give you just a hint enough yeah. to get what's going on. And if you were somebody that didn't like the sequel and didn't watch it five times like us, then you probably don't remember anything in it. So you're not going to get any of the references in this movie. Huh. I'm looking forward to watching it. It, I, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. There, there's a dozen yeah. found footage movies a year that do better than this. I don't care. They all suck. This one's great. Yeah. <laughs> good. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. You're maybe the only person that I know that has seen that movie because it, it just simply didn't do that good. And, you know, I read a couple good, I read a couple good, uh, horror website reviews on it, but until I got full on like your review, I'm like, oh, okay, now I need to see that movie when it comes out on Blu-ray or streaming. Yeah. And, and so. If you give area 51 a thumbs up, I can't imagine you won't like this. And you got to remember too, I just watched, uh, 31, 32 movies in, October or uh, with this horrorthon that didn't scare me and and they weren't meant to you didn't give these movies to me like no this is gonna scare the shit out of you you know I, so I checked a lot of horror movies off the list but they weren't scary yeah. so going into I even hesitated with Blair Witch is like man I've watched so much horror I'm just not in the mood I I gotta give it a chance and I'm not kidding dude that third act was so damn scary but. I'm telling you right now, if you watch this on the treadmill review, no, I won't. Denied. No, no, no. Yeah, this nope. A that's theater a theater room. Loud. Yep, that's a late at night movie with drinks in hand. <laughs> All right. Now that okay. I've lathered on forever about. A movie, oh no, I wrote that's a awesome! I, seven I can't paragraph wait review to see of. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna actually skip a couple just so that I can hit this one. So to break up the horror reviews, uh, I want to chime in on a movie called A Man Called. Ove. What in the world is this? 
Yes, this is from, uh, let me pull this up here. Uh, It's a Norwegian film. And uh, it is submitted into the best foreign language film category at the 89th Academy Awards for 2017. That's it's Sweden's. Sorry, it was Sweden's nom. Uh, it's going to be Sweden's nominee for that. Um, this is a drama about a gentleman named Ove. He's angry. He's old. And you're, you're probably going to be surprised at, of my review of this movie. And basically the movie, he, is the uh, unofficial uh, overseer of this small little uh, association, the little housing association. He's and he's very bitter and grumpy. And then this new family moves in. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of this movie that he forms a bond with. And very, very early on in this movie, uh, he, it, he wants to kill himself. He's, he's done. This guy is bitter over many things and he just wants to be done. Um, this movie is fantastic. One of the best movies of the year. Uh, it's playing up at the Akron theater. Okay. Um, I didn't know what to expect, uh, but my coworker said the, uh, crowds for this movie everybody is ranting about how good this movie is. I'm like, you know what? Let me, I'm going to quick sit in on this movie and check it out. And, um, it's so good. It's so well made and it, there's some comical bits in it, but it's comical bits that you don't have to be from that country to appreciate the humor that is in this movie. Uh, but numerous times I was like, Oh, I'm welling up with tears. Cause it's a tear jerkery type movie. What I love how this movie is made is that we have the initial setup of this grumpy old guy in this small little allotment, whatever. And then throughout the entire movie, and it's about two hours long, we get, we see pieces of his life. So him as a little boy and what happens to his mom and dad that are just, it's heartbreaking. Uh, and then his life as a teenager meeting the woman of his dreams where that leads him and then all the way up to where it leads. Oh, just thinking about it now. I'm like, this movie is so damn good. Uh, it's fantastic. The movie is fantastic. Sounds like Um, Bork, 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 get off my lawn. Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a kind of a running joke about, uh, Volvo versus Saab and it, which is really funny, but it's just such a great movie. You have to see that when this movie comes out streaming, you have to watch this movie. It's so good. It's one another one of those movies where generally I would not even have considered watching it, but because it's playing at the theater that I work at, um, I want to give it a shot, and I'm so glad I, I gave it four and a half out of five stars, and that is pretty good for a weepy drama with some comedy sprinkled in throughout. Fantastic movie, awesome, and, it, it, and it's a good. It's, it, you said a man called Ove. Can you spell uh, yeah. Ove for me? O v e. Okay. Oh, it's it pretty close. Me, I just added yeah. a Y. It's a one of those giving you faith in humanity, especially right now with everything that's going on in yeah, politics. Whatever. We're good. Let's not get too serious. Yeah, but but anyway, it's a it's a really really good movie, and I really wanted to touch base on this movie on the show. Sure. Uh, in the in the off chance that it's playing at a local art house theater or when it does come out streaming, that don't let this one fall through the cracks. It is definitely worth your two hours. 
Cool. I'll definitely add it to my master list somewhere. Yes. Now back to the horror slop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do one more round and wrap this up, or what? Do you sure. Want to do? It doesn't matter to me. I've got. Uh, yeah, I've got some. Oh, we've got plenty. <laughs> I think next episode might be a, a review show. We'll see. Uh, do you? Okay, we can do one more round. Then we'll try. Okay, I, I yeah. want to do a shorter show tonight because that's I'm, oh. I'm, I'm exhausted. Okay. <laughs> Oh, do you want something current or Netflix original or early 2000 revisited? Ooh, I would say early. We don't do many of those. Yeah. I would say that. This one oh, is, is special. It's special. <laughs> it's oh great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was trolling around Netflix with my wife, just like, okay, we've got time for a movie. This is rare for both of us to have time to sit down and watch a movie together. What do we want to watch? I was just kind of breezing around and I came to this one and I was like, have, have you seen this movie? And she's like, I, I can't remember. I don't know if I have or not. Well, it's got Christian Bale in it. Well, let's give that a play. I'm like, all right. So we watched Equilibrium. Oh, and she, nice. She still is unsure if she's watched it before or not. She thinks she has, but not sure. Uh, when was the last time you watched Equilibrium? Me? Oh, man. Years and years ago on DVD. But your oh. recollection is like mine, that it's freaking awesome, right? Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was like it was like Matrix, Equilibrium. It's more like Matrix, couple feet down, Equilibrium. Uh, it's still <laughs> It's still a good movie, but my wife said it best. It is a product of its time. This movie screams 2002, I think is when it came out. Okay. 2002, <laughs> 2003, it just reeks of of this era. And it's so hard to even really describe it at this point until you just watch it. And you're like, that kind of editing, that kind of music, that kind of costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not really altering my review drastically on this movie. I still fully enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. It's it, a Kurt Wimmer joint, which has got a certain style. Uh, and I will take any of his movies that are lesser over the majority of garbage that we get these days. I, I would take even Ultraviolet over uh, any Hunger Games movie. Mm-hmm. Or any Twilight. Because uh, it's got some genuinely interesting ideas that are... Just kind of buried underneath their dodgy effects or crappy plot storyline, you know. There, there are at least cool enough ideas in there that I'm like still kind of in, even though I know it's kind of crappy. Is are, do the effects hold up at all yeah, in the, this movie? Yeah, in Equilibrium, the the effects hold up, and most of them are practical. Uh, okay, so it's fine. It it very much feels like a THX 1138 kind of situation. Yeah, where, uh, just very you you gotta watch it again, dude. Because I, I, I was. I, my wife said that about a third of the way through, and I, I just sat there for the next 45 minutes going, I can't believe it. I just can't. 2000, fuck you, 2002. Like, yeah. you're so right. Like, this isn't even a movie now. Now it's just a, a music video. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Hallmark card of some sort, yeah. that, from some bygone era that I'm suddenly looking at again and going, wait, what? I, 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 I how many Bush albums did I buy in the nineties? <laughs> but didn't you have like kind of like the slick back hair and the yeah, long trench coat and the it's, swords? It's not and... bad. It's not bad. Bad. It's just sort of you go back and watch it now, and you're like, 
Oh, I remember those times. And and you're sort of like (laughs) kind of the dark days. It's very much a 90s feel for horror, where it's this in-between time where shit was awesome, 99. Some stuff happened there for a few years, and then shit started kind of getting okay again. Yeah, yep. It's right in that kind of weird area. You'll you'll totally understand when next time you watch this. I have kind of ruined this movie for you now because the next time you watch it, you're gonna be like, ah, "Fuck you, 2002." Oh yeah, because right now my memory of that movie was, "Oh, that kicked ass in the end with the swords and the heads," and yeah, it still kicks ass. It's it's still yeah. a totally fun ride. I, I it didn't ruin the movie for me at all, but it just it's been quite a while since I watched it and now it is, it is so reflective of its times. Okay. One more from you and then we'll wrap this shit up. Okay. Uh, last but not least for me is this is what I watched during the election announcements last night. (laughs) Um, Schindler's list. Yes, of course. Why? why? (laughs) You always watch happy Uh, shit to compile happy shit. So, Oh, you know, and you know what? I, I was planning on why this is going to be for a later episode. I was planning on getting into my criterion collection of, uh, lone wolf and cub. Uh, but I picked this used on the cheap and I couldn't help it. So I watched the conjuring part two. Wait a minute. Didn't you already review this? Didn't you hate this? No. Okay. Sorry. I'm confusing nope. it with a different uh movie. Never mind. Nope. Carry on. Uh Conjuring Part Two. This is James Wan's sequel to to a movie called The Conjuring. Yay. Um, um yeah. no wait, it was the sequel to that uh, Scott Derrickson movie that you hated, Sinister Two. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, that movie Sorry. was awful. Confusing the two. Yeah, Conjuring awful. Two. James Wan, yes. right? Yes. Uh, continuing the, uh, storyline with Lorraine and Ed Warren traveling to North London this time for a haunted house. Um, you watched the original Conjuring, am I right? Yes. You did? Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm familiar with the storyline to him though. I just haven't watched him. Very, very similar in feel to the Sinister movies, especially the first Sinister. I liked Sinister 1 a little bit better than than Conjuring 1. Conjuring 2, however, is batshit crazy scary. Uh, this is a good movie. In fact, I liked it so much I watched the last half hour of it again today to wash the uh, election out of my brain hole. Uh, it, this... <laughs> This has it all. This has a Marilyn Manson-looking nun in it and all sorts of incredibly well-staged A, jump scares, and B, genuinely creepy, unnerving, long, drawn-out scenes. So it's not just, oh, okay, it's another jump scare movie. There are genuinely well-shot scenes, and I, I so appreciate that. Yeah. Um my main concern with this movie is the fact that it is two hours and 15 minutes long. And that is an eternity for a horror movie. That's long, but it's so well made that, um, yes, a good 20 minutes could have been cut out of it, but this is a solid fucking movie right here. I mean, I, I was, and this is during the election. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I want to be seeing what's going on with that, but this movie is good and it is terrifying. I and mean, it was 
I'm not. I haven't seen Blair Witch yet, so I'm not sure what to expect with that. But there are uh, scenes well, in this movie. Well, let's put it this way: uh, Conjuring Two made over a hundred million dollars, and Blair Witch made about twelve dollars. So, yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. your expectations a little lower. Yeah, think like Book of Shadows was good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this this year is very much a like a high quality, well made movie. Like watching it, it's like this feels. Almost like James Wan was going shining on us a little bit here with the whole, this is a huge movie because it's really long and I've got really long, slow, creepy shots. And I love that. The end credits, like literally where there is not even anything on the screen other than than scrolling text. I'm like, I can't quit watching this because the music is so damn unnerving and creepy. I love this. Um, and it should have just been a little bit shorter, but as it is. This is a thumbs up for me. And I, and I like that the movie starts out with, uh, the Amityville 2, the possession, the like Amityville 2, the possession movie about the, the kid that goes and murders the, his family in the house. That's, that's what the, they're investigating. That's the first 15 minutes of the movie. Is, but I mean, that's the house they're investigating. No, well, that just, that's, that's almost, this is, that is almost the, the James Bond opening before we get into the main story. Oh, okay. I got so, you. so the beginning is, we're dealing with this Amityville thing, but now we're going to get into something even more crazy. This Marilyn Manson nun th- demon thing from hell that, oh, it's great. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's a, it is a really good movie. And I like that James Wan, uh, you and I have seen a lot of horror movies and I think that at this point we're kind of jaded. And I like when a filmmaker finds new camera tricks to uh to get an audience not just a loud boom jump scare which there is plenty of those in here but there are certain other things especially in the beginning with how he shoots and stages a scary scene that is very unique and it's it's all done with filming and editing where I'm like oh that was that was unique and creepy and it's not a jump scare it's done a little bit different way to make me unnerved and I really appreciated that but this is a very solid sequel I'm thoroughly impressed. I was expecting, honestly, I was, I know it made a boatload of money, but I was like, eh, it's, there's a chance this could be Sinister Part 2. It's not. This is a scary damn movie. (laughs) Cool. So, Uh, well, I'll keep it on the list, but I, me and Ghost Shit are kind of eh, at this point in in life, but, uh, I'll get around to it. That's why I haven't watched The Conjuring, because it's just, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yes, I do. This is oppressive, evil, scary shit. (laughs) (laughs) It it is. Therefore, cheers! Solid. Okay, let's wrap up this episode because, man, I'm tired. Once again, here we are at this, this time of night. And, uh, I keep telling you we'll keep it short and then we get carried away. Actually, I think that's your fault more than mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like to talk movies. That's all right. Um, yeah. okay. I wanted to tease for next, not next episode, but for next month, we're going to do oh, yes. Disney December. And we are going to need um, topics slash categories. And I wanted to open that up for the audience as well, because I thought we would do some, I don't know, top tens, top fives, but I wanted to do in different categories for each week. So like week one, it's old Disney animation. Week two, it's uh, that mid-range Disney animation from the uh, 70s, 80s, yep. 90s. And then week three, it's the random weird lost uh, gems of Disney, live action, every, whatever. Let's... 
Yep. Open it up to the audience. Come up with some categories. What do you want us to hear and categorize and, or, or whatever kind of topic you want us to, as long as it's Disney themed. And that's what we're going to do in December. I don't know that it's going to be every single week because of the holidays and everything, but we're going to do, that's kind of going to be the theme. And I wanted to mention that now so we have some chance to prep because we are yeah. going to need to prep. Disney has a lot of damn movies. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, honestly, especially after all these horror movies. It's going to be nice to completely shift gears to something totally different. I think that's going to be cool. I agree. And we still have November to kind of do our regular thing. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm watching all kinds of shit, uh, tease-wise. I'm watching TV shows a lot right now because it's Luke Cage, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Constantine, and, or Constantine, uh, and, um, just whatever on Netflix. All kinds of random shit. Uh, some good but, movies, too. I'm watching movies on your voodoo. Oh, what could oh, that really? have been? Yes, I have been. Hmm. See you next hmm. week. Uh, Tease <laughs> over to you. <laughs> now, where, when does Black Mirror fall in with your viewing? I have two episodes left. Oh, do you? Oh, nice. I have oh, been watching man, we... it, yes. And it's hard to watch it now uh, during the election season because every episode is so oppressively freaking heavy. Yes, like, it is. It's, uh, it's hard to watch. Fantastic television, but and and movie or short film, whatever the hell you want to call it, but it is oppressive and heavy. Yeah. But I have two episodes left, and I'll get it done very soon, if not next episode, uh, one after that, probably. Okay. Tease for you. Okay, so coming up soon, I already mentioned this, uh, the Criterion Collection of Lone Wolf and Cub, the exploits of... Ogami Ito, Ito and his son as they lay waste to a bazillion Japari, Japanese samurai, uh, blood, blood gushing awesome early 70s samurai kickassery. Is that something? I can't yeah, it is. Made, don't, I, review I, the I entire that movie and, don't review the entire movie in the tease. I mean, I'll yeah, save something. Uh, yeah, for yeah, cut that out. No. We'll, next. Yeah. <laughs> um, next is, let me hold on here. Uh, the nice guys, uh, Russell Crowe and, uh, Ryan Gosling. I got that one on the cheap on Blu-ray. Looking forward to watching that. That's one that I can't imagine is not going to be thoroughly entertaining. That yep. just looked great. And good um, because, uh, December's around the corner. Christmas movies. Oh yeah. Hey, there you go. Um, I just assume it's a Christmas. Might not be. I, I assume that it is because the director, everything he makes is at Christmas. So. Oh, really? Really? Huh. You didn't know that? No, right. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. This is, he's one of the things he's most known for. Lethal Weapon? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Iron Man right. 3? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh, no, you're good. I guess it's just me, where I'm just sitting around going, relax, fella. Just relax. <laughs> I get it. You um, like Christmas time movies. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's that, I'm looking forward to that one. And... Um, because you mentioned Disney, I am sure that uh, I will be watching that new Alice in, through the Looking Glass movie. I I know that it bombed, but for some reason I have this weird uh, obsession with watching that movie because I thought it looked weird and quirky. And you, you like the original or the, the uh, first one? Yeah. Well, well I, was, oh, are you reeling back on that review because you really uh, liked that Tim Burton? I know. Let's hold off till we get to the Disney reviews uh, and just. <laughs> Did you did you revisit this one? Um, I revisited that one. Yes. Right. So, I, I, now I love your reaction because I. 
All uh, right. And then a, a slew of other nonsensical horror stuff on Blu-ray. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, you can find all our stuff on the Facebook page. We're Movie Freaks Pod. You can find us on Facebook. All our information is there. Uh, email us moviefreakspod at yahoo.com to give us those topics for Disney December. And that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See ya. Bye. I'm I'm just so tired. I mean, just damn, am I tired? Yeah, you know, me too. I mean, I've been up. It just feels like I've been up for so long, and I have. <laughs> oh, but that's okay. It's fine. I'm I'm definitely in. I mean, I'm it's like uh, talking about something other than the the political landscape talking about movies again oh it's gonna be nice yeah so i'm just i've still kind of hear sirens i'm mm-hmm. waiting man the other night on the way to work uh man it was bad like three accidents back to back not back to back but fairly in close proximity it was it took me so long to get to akron like usually it's on a good day 25 minutes and here it was Close to 50. That's long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, and I'm not sure how you do in traffic jams, but I'm like, I, I need to quit it because I, I switch lanes. I'm like, well, okay. I, 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 and then and then as soon as I switch lanes, then, you know, five cars behind me now, they're in front of me, and it, it's pointless to try to switch lanes. Yeah, you got to get in the lane that you need yep, and just, for five miles down the yeah. road and just hunker down. Otherwise, it's just going to piss everybody off. And I mean, my... <laughs> I hate living in town, dude. I I hate it. Man, I mean that's that's pretty major. <laughs> oh, today there was somebody on a crotch rocket going up and down two forty one, just and then they'd turn around and come back down, and then back up. I was like. You're in town on 241. Can somebody please arrest this jackass yeah. or, or wreck because you're on a... That's a curvy <laughs> yeah, road. Yeah, I know. Oh, and then whatever's going on there, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's the uh, first time I've been laughing yeah. for a little while. I like that. That makes me feel good. Oh. Now it's quiet. (laughs) I still hear one back there. Oh, you do? Yeah. I can't tell it's getting closer. Oh, my Lord. I mean, whatever happened, it's not good. (laughs) That's probably a fire. I mean, at this point, I almost kind of wish you'd put some of that in the show. Yeah, maybe, maybe the whole end. Maybe this will, this will be after credits. Oh, that would be great just to have sirens playing. Like, if you could just take a, a clip of that and just put the volume up, and then just like a minute long of just sirens. No, it'll just be us for six minutes, just waiting to record yeah. because there's nothing but sirens going. Okay, here we go. I think there might be a whole new batch headed this way.
I mean, Millersburg is just blowing up. <laughs> there they are. It's almost like they're right around the corner. Like, oh, are you guys ready to start? Oh no, they're they're way down. They're down in the middle of town. They're far away. Coming your way or heading away? I'm. Gonna, I'll give it a couple more minutes. That's it. And I actually, I mean, I hear it. So I don't want my opening to be laced with that. Is uh, like, is your audio picking that up pretty good? Like that you could actually possibly use that? Not. I mean, I could crank it up. I'm sure if you can hear it, then it's picking. Yeah. Oh, it up. I can. Like, I don't hear. Anything. I don't hear anything. Yeah. Okay. Let's just get. St- okay. I'm serious, it's just almost like there's one ambulance that, that's almost like, kind of just peeking around the corner like, ready? They're just circling my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to look out the window and see if there's just an orange glow on the horizon. <laughs> okay. Now that we've been recording for nine minutes, are you ready? Hey, you've got some, I think, some, some comical bits in there that you could actually use. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe.